Welcome to Girls That Invest. Today is Monday, which means we are giving you Sticky Money Mondays, a weekly advice column where you give us a sticky money situation that you're in. Whether your ex owes you money, your friend is asking you to fork out for her wedding, or your flatmate just keeps stealing your oat milk. We are ready to give you our unsolicited, unfiltered advice. You are joined today with retired nice girl Sim, and with me is expert mean friend Sonia, the friend who tells you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. Let's get started. So this week, we had the privilege of having a voice note sent in by one of our community members, so we'll jump right over and have a listen, and then we'll be helping her through her sticky money story. Listen and Sonia, I just want to say I love the podcast. I listen to it every week and thanks for doing what you do. Please don't stop. I learned so much from you guys. That being said, my sticky money situation has to do with my parents and specifically with their planned retirement. We got into a conversation the other day and they disclosed some of their numbers for retirement. And it really scared me just because I don't know if they're going to have enough to sustain their whole retirement. They're both in their young 60s, and I'm hoping that they have a lot of time left. But anyways, I was just wondering, how do you bring up a conversation with family just to make sure that they're fully prepared for their future? I'm worried about them running out of money or possibly not being able to live in the home that they've built and had for a long time due to having to cut expenses. They still have a mortgage on their house and they've refinanced it a few times. So I'm just wondering if there's a delicate way to approach the situation or if you have any advice. Thanks. That is so full on and such an intense conversation and I'm really glad that we're talking about this today because I think deep down we are all having these thoughts. It's really hard because it's an emotional thing to think about and you're unpacking that for yourself because you just want to make sure they're in the best position and live their retired life to the best of their ability, you know, after everything that they've done like for you. It comes from a place of gratitude, that responsibility and love. I just think it's really sad. Like it's a sticky money situation, but it's one that like, like I mentioned, I think we all think about it. I think to a degree, I'm in a very similar boat um, where I sometimes do talk about retirement conversations with my parents and I don't know if they're like ready to have those conversations and I just want to like make sure that they're okay and it comes from a good place. And yeah, how do you bring it up? I think one of the other things that is important to understand is that we sometimes put this again, like, I don't know, we don't know your ethnicity or your background and like context can sometimes make a difference because in some cultures it is expected of us to be our family's retirement plan and others not so much. And some people just like put the responsibility on themselves, but let's go off the assumption that it is something that you kind of societally do feel like you have to do it's a big responsibility to put on yourself. And how do you have that conversation? How do you start off and you're like, mom and dad, what are you going to do when you retire? It makes me think about that quote from Hassan Minaj's show. He did like a comedy special on Netflix and he like asked his dad, he's Muslim. He like asked his dad, like, dad, what's your retirement plan? And he was like, Hassan, like you are my retirement plan. 
I'm not gonna lie, like this stuff makes me emotional. I'm right there with my parents. I think they're easier conversations to have with my parents now because I have an older brother and I think for both of us, we've had like family meetings over this past year. My dad's just turned 65. The thing that helped is my parents, my brother and I wanted to have the conversation. So it was something that everyone was on the same page about having that initial conversation, which was nearly two years ago now. And it was just planning Um, because dad is very good at his Excel sheets, his budgets. And so he laid it out on the table, like, this is what my retirement fund is looking like. This is what my investments are looking like. This is what my savings are looking like. This is how long I think that I'll be able to work in the company that I'm in. I always knew that I wanted to be supporting my parents in retirement. Same with my brother. I think we, we're we very close family. We're very tight-knit and we're very reliant on each other in an emotional sense, not in a financial sense. And we already, like in 2018, when I first started working, first started getting my big girl paycheck, I made a separate account with my bank and it's just titled mum and dad. And at the start, it was $50 every fortnight being transferred into this account because when my parents are retired, if they for want to go back to India for a few months, I want to be able to be the one providing that ticket to them. I'm like, I've booked it or you have to do is show up at the airport. I want to do that. And so I, it's really nice. Like I have like a bit of money in that account now where if they needed anything, they don't really need to worry about those um, expenses. They can just focus on like if there's bills to pay, food that they need to cover, their insurance plans. And me and my brother have kind of included in our budget for my parents' retirement. So I think it was really nice conversation to have. And I think it also provides a sense of security to my parents as well. It just helped that we were all on the same page and wanting to have that conversation. I think with yourself and with what you've said, you're a little bit worried and hesitant in terms of bringing it up and how that might come across. I think there's no shame or harm in prefacing the conversation with that. Like, hey, I'm not too sure how this is supposed to be brought up, but while we're all here, like you might've planned a cheeky dinner, a cheeky catch up, you're over at their house, but I was wanting to have a conversation about your retirement and what life looks like after retirement. If now is a good time, then we can kind of start that conversation now. Or if you'd like for it to be a little bit more prepped and in a different place, maybe involve some other family members, maybe we can lay it all out on the table and then get a financial advisor. Like, how would you want to go about doing that? Or are you open to having that conversation now? I was prepped. I had my notepad ready. I had my (laughs) pen ready. I was making notes at this family meeting. Um, So... I think just bringing it up and seeing how they respond to you having the conversation is a good idea. And then if you can, if they have like a week or like, you know, they set a time frame. I'm not ready to talk about it right now, but I'd love to talk about it in a few months. Then you can talk about it in a few months. Yeah, I think like that's the key, like understanding if they're ready to have that conversation because we, we come from a very good place of wanting to make sure our family is okay. And like I low-key like teared up. I'm just thinking about this as you were talking because it's a very hard conversation. You want your parents to be okay. You want them to be comfortable and they have, you know, worked their whole lives. You don't want them working forever. But I would absolutely gauge 
how ready they are because as much as we as their children want them to have these conversations, as much as we worry for them, if someone's just not ready to talk about it, they are just not ready to talk about it. But you can do things to kind of push them towards those conversations and things like, you know, casually bringing up or or even having little things like, you know, where do you see yourself? Like, when do you think you'd stop working? Or like, you know, trying to gauge like, okay, like, would you guys want to stay here when you retire? Or would you want to move in with me if, if that was something you wanted to do? Or Do you ever imagine yourself being like a home? Like what are your thoughts? I think also parents tend to view their retirement experience very similarly to how their parents retired and they kind of imagine that that's how they'll do it. So I know that in my family, my grandparents live with us, but then they also kind of sometimes live with like another sibling of my dad's and my mum's. And so they are a little bit, you know, move around, but are always in one of their children's homes. And I imagine that between my brother and myself, my parents would do the same. You know, you kind of get sick of one kid and you want to jump to the others. That's like a conversation that we'll have. And I, you know, they sometimes speak about, you know, maybe we'll have to be in a retirement home or like maybe we'll have to do this and that. And it's like, look, even though it's not a form, like we haven't had a sit down formal conversation like you have. My parents are in their mid to early 50s. So it's a little while away, but we're already starting to like prep that and I think the way that you are worried about them running out of money the way that you're worried about them wanting to live in their own home is really sweet and it just shows that you love them and you care about them and you seem to be more like proactive and thought than they perhaps are and that's a that's not a bad thing but it's about how do you go about starting that conversation because some parents are going to be upset and some parents are going to be like I am in denial that I'm in my 60s I'm in denial that I need to start planning for retirement Mm. I think it doesn't even have to be prepping them for you wanting to have the conversation with them or you letting them know you want a conversation it can just be hey dad how are you feeling about retirement how are you feeling about retiring how what are you going to do with your free time and just kind of make it easy as if you're, you know, you've got these motives to have a deeper conversation, but just starting that conversation with him about how he feels because it's hard. And I think you get to a point where you've worked all your life and you're like, now what? I have all this free time. What am I going to do? My kids are busy. My kids are in different countries or out of the house. It's a fearful time. And I think there's a lot of grace that can be given and it doesn't have to be an an intense, I want to have a conversation with you. Just how you're feeling often starts good conversations. I also want to kind of talk about the fact that there is this maybe burden that we put on ourselves. And I don't think it is a fair burden that you need to be putting on yourself. It's important to remember that you still are their child and they are the parents in this situation. And if you are feeling overwhelmed or feeling like if I don't do something, if I don't have a conversation, they're not going to have a happy retirement. Like that's not a fair burden to put on you. If you want to and you have the energy and the resources, awesome. Go ahead, like do the most that you can for them. But you are not a bad daughter or a bad son or bad child if you feel like this is super overwhelming. The idea of your parents getting older is stressful. You maybe don't have the finances to support them and you're just trying to like get them to, you know, hurry up and kind of sort it out. Do you feel like there's some resources that people could, you kind of mentioned like getting a financial advisor and I wanted to talk about that as well. 
because sometimes it's not for you to put that burden on you, but sometimes you could, you know, get a fee-based financial advisor that you could pay for or encourage your parents to consider where you've got someone coming into your home. They come into your home. They don't have to, you know, you don't have to go there and it's more comfortable and kind of have someone do the mental load for you about, hey, look, roughly this is what you're at with retirement. If you keep living life the way you are right now, you know, you can expect to retire with this much saved up every year to spend if you want more, like we need to make some changes here, here and here. And that's their job and they get to take that burden off you. It's a really good point to bring up. It's not your burden. If you have the resources and you want to do that, then obviously it's going to be a different situation. So yeah, I think a financial advisor is a good idea. Just having that person who isn't so emotionally involved and can focus on the numbers and not these decisions around, oh, but if they're traveling around the world, like what about their safety? You know, like all these things that you think of as kids and how parents think of their kids as well. So that's a good idea. There's also a lot of free resources. It doesn't have to be just paying for someone off the bat. I think um, with retirement schemes and retirement planning, there's a ton of free resources online where if your parents just wanted to uncover a few things themselves, then at least at least they can go to the financial advisor and be like, this is what we're thinking. Instead of paying someone to start that planning, you can kind of go to them with a purpose like, this is what we need you for like that because some your retirement some people go wild some people like I'm going to sell my house I'm going to sell my car I'm just going to go Kentucky around the US or like throughout New Zealand live in a van and they're happy at this stage I don't plan on having children so it's interesting I don't know if I'd be comfortable with my kids worrying about this and feeling like it is going to be their burden and even if I haven't said anything them feeling like this it's like it's hard That is so true. Like, I think we're not maybe giving all of our parents enough credit. I'm sure they've thought about it. Maybe they haven't expressed it to us. Maybe it's thoughts that they've had in private or just among themselves. You know, I'm sure that they have some kind of a rough idea. Everyone's got a rough plan of where they're heading. And I think that helps in reducing that burden that you might be feeling. And I know that it's hard. And I know your question is more about like, how do you start that conversation? If you're not comfortable with going full steam ahead, let's have a date and talk about it. Just, you know, bringing it up lightly, like Sonia said, like, what do you plan to do in retirement? Did you want to travel? And and getting an idea of that and then leading at some stage with, hey, look, I actually want to have a serious conversation, you know, engaging if they're ready for it. And if they're not, that is okay. Because at the end of the day, it is their finances. And as much as we want to hold their hand and take that responsibility off them, they need to be there ready to talk about it and have, you know, one day the kind of conversations that Sonia and her family have had where you do sit down, you do have spreadsheets. All right. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Now, if you have a sticky money situation that you want answered, email us a voice memo or just a text at hello at girlsthatinvest.com with the title sticky money story. And you may just be featured on next week's episode. To finish off our disclaimer, so Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.